0: journey starts here welcome to the podcast friends my name is frank lauris and this is iceland's best now going straight into it winter is coming and it's not quite here yet it's october the 27th as of the recording of this podcast um so it's up until now we've gotten frost it has snowed a couple times uh and you can see the the mountains around us esya and and the and uh, the blue mountains over there uh, they've all gotten a little bit of they've all been dusted with some snow this uh, so so far this season so i say winter is coming and like i said cuz it has not happened yet uh, but what is coming uh, we got a lot of like uh lopa pesa weather so i get to wear one of uh, one of my lopa pesas and uh this is my favorite one here my my uh sister knitted this one for me uh she lives up north and um yeah this is uh this is a thick lope of pesa. so you have a you have the thicker ones and then you have some that are knitted a little bit lighter so you can wear those and you can wear these in the summertime they're surprisingly cool and then also they keep you warm and they're um the unique thing about icelandic wool is that It is waterproof or water resistant on the top side. And then the sheep have a layer of the, the under layer of their wool is what keeps them warm. So these uh, Lopa Pesa sweaters are knitted from that type of wool. So it it's warm and water resistant that will, you know, it, it can. It will start taking on water. It's not waterproof. Um, you still want to wear your uh, shell if you're going to be out in the uh, elements. So you're going to be out in the, in, in the rain and whatnot. Anyways, this time of year, I get to wear my Lopa Pesa. Uh, Halloween is coming. Thanksgiving is coming. Christmas is coming. Uh, Northern lights. Oh man, so much exciting stuff happening right now. Um, So Northern lights have been, uh, have uh, been happening uh, since this year started early, like August. From what I understand, Um, people have been posting pictures from, uh, from August uh, of Northern lights. Um, I have seen, I just saw them the other night. Uh, I got some really cool photos. Um, So yeah. Yeah. Northern lights, man. You just you just have to come to Iceland to see it. I mean, you could see it in Canada. You go way up north of Canada. You can go to uh, Norway, Sweden, Finland, uh, but I highly recommend coming to Iceland to see Northern Lights. Um, it's just it's beautiful. Um, it's it it reminds you of how insignificant we are in this whole grand scheme of things, and how infinite the universe is. Uh, the, when you see those northern lights up there, they're just, you know, when when they're undulating, the light is just, you know, rippling in the sky, and it's purple, and it's green, and it's blue, and it's white. It's just and all at the same time. It looks like a rainbow up there in the night, you know. Uh, it's just amazing. Now, that has been going on, like I said, since uh, mid-August. Normally, you start seeing it, you know, you can, gar- you can almost guarantee you're going to see it start seeing it in October, late October into November. And that's usually when it's really active, October, November, December. And this year it's been super active. Um, But you'll see it in January, February, even uh, March into April, you'll see Northern Lights. Um, So come when you get here when you can, and uh, we'll keep some lights on for you. We'll try anyways. Um, Yeah, Halloween is coming, and Halloween is not not – a a, a Icelandic holiday. Uh, Neither is Thanksgiving. Uh, However, there are people that celebrate Halloween and Thanksgiving here in Iceland. Uh, A lot of people celebrate Halloween here in Iceland. When I first moved here 20 years ago, there were very few people uh, that were observing uh, Halloween. You know, like... You could go, like, all right, so for example, I was working, my first job when I got to Iceland, I was working at the Hard Rock Cafe, and there's one here now, but there was one in a different iteration, and it was connected to the mall, and that that place had been open for 17 years, and it closed that year, uh, that next year in 2005, but Halloween 2004 uh, at the Hard Rock Cafe, um, I was uh, was put in charge of Halloween, so... um, we went to get uh, the costumes. There was a lady that was making the costumes by hand. These are hand-sewn costumes, so you could. And she had, you know, all different kinds. You, I mean, like you could be like Raggedy Ann, Raggedy Andy. They had like, you know, you could be like a six-foot bunny. Um, there were the uh, the devil costumes. They had a red devil and a black devil, and those were like the skin-tight costumes. Uh, normally, you would see, you know. Typically, I feel like you see a woman wearing that, you know, the sexy whatever costume. Like, I'm a sexy tree, you know. Like, uh, But uh, there was a one of our guys wore that uh, for Halloween, and uh, let's just say he needed to wear some shorts, and he did not. And it was just uh, – it was uh, – uh, I'm glad there are no photos of it. I, not that I, I – I don't have any photos of it. Um, anyways. Uh, that restaurant closed in the next year. I was working at another um, uh, American themed restaurant. So Hard Rock Cafe is an American themed restaurant. I worked at another one called the Red Chili. And at the Red Chili, I I went to the owners. I was the general. I was hired as the general manager. And I said to the owners, I said, "Hey, the Hard Rock Cafe is closed. They used to observe Halloween every year." Um, we need to take advantage of that. And I think we could make some money on that day and up, you know, leading up to, and on that day, you know, we just have to pump it up a little bit. And they were like, "Mm, no, no, yeah, we're not gonna, they didn't want to have anything to do with it. And I couldn't understand it. And I tried to pitch it so hard and went back at them with it. And and I was like, we're going to make a lot of money. They're not around, you know, hard rock cafe. They used to make a lot of money on this and they were known for it. So people were looking forward to it. No, I don't think so, Frank. Uh, We're just going to go on without it. So what I did, I got my staff involved. And our staff was from everywhere around the world. I mean, we had, you know, several Icelandic people working there. But the rest of the staff I had, there was a young lady from Norway, a young lady from Sweden. There was a young man from Italy. Uh, There was Poland, Latvia, Lithuania, Germany. You know, the staff was from all over the world almost, you know. And, um, you know, and when I said, hey, guys, we're going to celebrate Halloween and we're going to, you know, we're going to we're going to get dressed up and we're going to dress this place up. We're going to decorate and everything. They were 100 percent on board and they just said, yes, let's do it. And they helped me in every single way they possibly could. Everybody dressed up for uh Halloween. Uh, we did it on the Saturday before cause Halloween fell on the Wednesday, I believe. So we said, all right, on Saturday, and then we're going to do it on the Saturday. And then we had a costume contest for our guests. And, um, I found a trophy, uh, like a, a skeleton trophy that was, that's holding his head. We gave that away. We gave some money away. We did a couple of radio commercials, um, had some fun with that. I went down to the studio and, uh, we had two different commercials running and, uh, you know, it, 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 it all worked out. We had a great time. We had a, a staff party for the staff afterwards. And, um, and we just, we just had a great time. And we, all the decorations were all made from scratch by hand. Um, had a couple of really creative young people that made all the witches, all the, you know, the, the full moons, the black cats, you know, and we found uh, things to make uh, the spider webs. And it was, it was really cool. We had a great time. Um, so, so, that was back in you know, and that happened in two thousand and six. So two thousand and five at Hard Rock Cafe, two thousand six. I remember in two thousand and five, I went to um, I went to a, a store downtown that was much like the stores that you have in American malls called Spencer. Like at Spencer, you can buy a lava lamp, black lights, you know the 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 black light uh, uh, posters, right? Uh, tobacco pipes, whatnot. They, they have a store like that, uh, here in Reykjavik and I I spoke to the owner and he was like, he didn't have much of Halloween in the way of Halloween stuff. He almost non-existent. He had a book and you could order rubber masks from this book. That was the only thing that he had that was, you know, but it was too expensive for my staff. I couldn't, you know, we couldn't order rubber masks for the entire staff. It just wouldn't work. Um, Anyways, I spoke to him uh, a few years later and he said that the next year after I, I after I spoke to him after 2005, he said the next year he ordered a whole bunch more Halloween stuff and he sold it all out. The next year he ordered twice as much, sold all of that out and ever every year since then he's been selling Halloween stuff and every and every year since then it's been growing and it was already it had already started in you know iceland you know i didn't bring it to iceland but it's been growing since back then to now it's it's a big deal you know a lot of people you see it's on tv it's on the internet there are ads everywhere um there's uh whole neighborhoods that are participating by dressing up their homes as haunted houses and things like that so i'm excited and today is the 27th and it's so halloween's going to be here in a couple few days um Northern Lights are already happening. Uh, Thanksgiving is coming up. That's another holiday that is not uh, an Icelandic holiday. However, you know, the United States isn't the only country that celebrates the end of the year harvest. So there are a lot of countries that celebrate end of the year harvest. Um, here in Iceland, it's just you know, there's a huge you know influence from the United States here in iceland with the every you know with all the television shows hollywood influences the world you know yeah i'm not saying everybody wants to be an american but it sure is very tantalizing culture um and everyone knows about halloween everybody knows about you know even now, especially now you know you know about halloween um about uh thanksgiving And uh, here on Thanksgiving, I will say every year that I've been here, I always buy a turkey. And every year around Thanksgiving, there are turkeys for sale at the supermarket. So for the past 20 years, there's always been turkey for sale. You know, now a whole lot more than back then. You know, it's like it's everywhere. And it's like it's even almost advertised as Thanksgiving, even though it's not a Thanksgiving, you know, it's it you know it's it's different in can you know, like canada has thanksgiving us has thanksgiving you know um you know there's a lot of countries around the world that have their iteration of their you know like i said their end of the year harvest celebration um here in iceland there's a, a turkey farm that uh i went there i the first time i went to to the farm the first to straight to the farm was in 2019 and then in 2020 during the pandemic i went the day before thanksgiving uh on the wednesday and there was a line down the street i was like wow and like if you go the day before thanksgiving you know that's you know so there that just shows you that there are a lot of people celebrating on thanksgiving celebrating thanksgiving and there, you know and and you hear i i i remember overhearing people talking you know they're asking coming in asking questions and they'd say like you know how big of a turkey do i need i have like eight people coming and you know do do I, you know what size should i get and then and the people were super knowledgeable and they would say yeah, oh, you know you get this you know um you know the smallest turkeys they 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 had were like 4 kilos you know which is like you know 8 pounds you know so you get they had the smallest ones they had were like 6 to 8 pounds and they had the big ones on up to 13 14 pounds you know you know so um, but yeah, so people are you know having big parties, having get togethers and 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 celebrating you know wine booze, food, family, you know what could go wrong <laughs> uh nothing it was it you could have a great time um and then of course, christmas, you know Christmas is coming, um so you know, I love Christmas, and as most people do and here in iceland it's 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 also special it's uh you know you have the thirteen. Santa Clauses. So, you had, most countries have one Santa Claus. Iceland has 13. And these 13 Santa Clauses, they're the sons of Grilla and Lep- Lepaluthi. And those uh, two are the, like, she's a, she's a troll. And then there's her husband. He doesn't really do much of anything but stick around the house. But she goes out into the countryside and she hunts for uh, naughty children and she kidnaps them and cooks them and eats them. And I think she feeds them to her husband. And you have the cat, the Christmas, they have a cat, uh, their dysfunctional house pet. (laughs) Uh, The Christmas cat is called Jollekotren, which just means Christmas cat in Icelandic. And he roams the countryside or it roams the countryside in search of children that did not get new clothes for Christmas. If you didn't get new clothes for Christmas, that means you were probably bad. That means that that cat has got your number. He's looking for you. Now, I'm going to do another podcast on just about christmas and about uh the yule labs because it's really fun to talk about it and go into detail um i'm not going to go into a whole lot of detail here but anyways you have the 13 santa clauses you have grilla and Lepaludi, the 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 mother and the father and then you have the christmas cat and um and each one of the Santa Clauses has their own, you know, thing that they do, and they're known for being mischievous, you know. So, like, one slams doors, one comes and steals your skier, one swipes sausages you have hanging out in the smokehouse, you know, different things like that. One is, he's sniffing out for the, what's called Leufebreid, and it's this crispy bread that's made uh, this time of year around Christmas time. Anyways, so, yeah. And then you have all the you know all the food that goes with this time of year. Aside from the turkey, you know, um you have like the the smoked lamb. It's one of my favorite things to eat Christmas time. So usually on Christmas we have on Thanksgiving we have turkey. On Christmas we have the uh smoked lamb, hanger And um and then we usually have you know uh like a turkey. Probably somewhere in between, and like on the on on and like New Year's Eve, you know, just depending on you know who who who's over for dinner and you know who's in town and whatnot. But usually on Christmas it's hungakil, on Thanksgiving is turkey, and um, you know so I love that that's the the, the smoked it's, it's lamb that's smoked and they use the grass and they use uh, you know. They take everything from the from the field, so that's you know the the sheep excrement and the grass and everything, and they burn all of it, and that's what they use to smoke the lamb with, and it has a very unique flavor, and it is delicious, and you serve it with um, potatoes, green peas, and you make this white gravy, and it just and the white gravy is a little bit. It's just it's basic, it's like a basic roux and you add sugar to it and so it's a little bit sweet, white pepper and sugar, and then you add the juice from the green peas to it and it has a specific flavor profile. And then you have that that salty, smoky meat, and then the sauce is just it complements it so it cuts it, you know, it cuts that flavor, it cuts that smoky saltiness back a little bit and they complement one you know, one another. In, in in an amazing way um and so i love it. it's one of my favorite things to eat you know and and i usually you know eat so much of it that and then i can't eat it again until the next year <laughs> it's so good uh but yeah i love it um yeah there's that and then there's the the, lo- the loaf of bread. you know you spread butter on that and you eat that what's you know what's better than crispy bread and butter or just you know like even just crackers this is like you know like Butter is good on everything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there's a loaf of bread, there's that. I mean, I eat hard the the dried fish, hard fish, I eat that all year long. And then just you know, and one of these on one and, and on one of these nights you might have just a leg of lamb. You know, the Icelandic lamb is just so delicious and so special and, and I feel like just this time of year, it just makes everything taste that much better. You know, when you have friends and family near you and this time of year and you get together and it's, when it's cold outside, it's warm inside and everybody's together and it's warm and you have good food and good friends and, and, and maybe a little vino or something, you know, it's just, it doesn't get any more special than that, so. So, yeah, so I'm looking forward to all of that, and hopefully um, you guys will be coming to Iceland. Hopefully I'll see every single person that hears my voice. I need you to come to Iceland. Get here. It doesn't matter what time of year you come. I mean, like, there are people... Like, you wouldn't believe how many people are here over Christmas and New Year's. They come in January. People come all all in different times of the year for different things. So this time of year, people are coming to see the Northern Lights. They want to see Northern Lights. They're getting here for that. And, you know, and then, then they learn about, you know, Icelandic traditions. If you're here around Christmas and you see all the Christmas going on, it's like, and you get sucked into this, you know, into the Icelandic Christmas culture, you know, and, you know, it's just, it's just uh, like I said. People come different times of year for different things. Uh, you come in the summertime and go mountain climbing. That so people go mountain climbing in the winter time. You know there are adventure seekers. You know there are you know uh, glaciers to explore, mountains to climb, you know trails to hike. You can go dog sledding. You can go four wheeling. You can have the you know you can just whatever you want to do. There's you can you can go snorkeling. There's some, crystal clear water in a crevice a crevasse here just near where the where the the uh, north american and european tectonic plates meet and there's crystal clear water you go there and they'll provide you with a dry suit and you can go and snorkel there and it's amazing what you can see there uh, now of course your daylight is sort of limited this time of year. Um, you know the days are getting shorter and shorter and shorter until we get to I believe it's the 24th of December is the shortest day, and then after that day the days starting getting start getting longer and longer again. Just a few minutes per day. You know shorter and shorter till the shortest day, and then flips around and they start getting a few minutes a day longer and longer until you get to the longest day. 21st of June I talked about that in, in in a previous podcast at any rate now we're, we're, we're counting down to the shortest day so on the shortest day I think uh, the sun will rise around 1030, 30 10 45 something like that so it's like like dark dark until 10 30 10 45 almost to 11 o'clock and then uh, so the sun is just kind of up at the horizon and then it and then it sets around I think the earliest it sets is like quarter after 3 3:30 so by 4 it's dark you know um and so you only have a few weeks of that extreme sh- the, the extremely short days and then like I said the days are getting longer and longer each day so by the time you get to the end of January into February you're getting like a, you know, you're getting more of a daylight day night day night situation. By February, it is still dark until you know at least nine thirty in the morning. You know, uh, yeah, it's still like in February, it's still dark until like nine nine thirty in the morning. But like, and then March, it's you know, it's it's only dark until about eight. Then April, you know, it's it's you know, it's it's getting it's getting daylight at seven in the morning. And then, you know, you got May and June. It's by May, by it's on by May. It's like the sun is on. It's daylight all the way through in May. Um virtually. You know, June and July is when it's absolutely daylight all the way through all the time. But in May, you you know, you at two if you get up at two o'clock in the morning, it's not a hundred percent dark. You know, it's it's dark, but it's you know, it's uh it's 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 getting there. Anyways. So enough about that. This time of year, um look, looking forward to Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, uh putting the decorations up and 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 then celebrating and just taking it all in. And I highly recommend that you all come to Iceland. And if you're gonna come here and you're gonna do and you're gonna see Northern Lights, I recommend doing a private tour. Do a private tour. That's the best way to see anything. Private tours for The Golden Circle, private tours for Northern Lights, anything, any type of private tour, anything that you're going to tour, if you can find a private tour, do it that way. Because firstly, you get more of like a one-on-one with tour guide. They, you know, you can ask more questions and you get more attention paid, you know, like to you, you know, because it's about you. You're here to see what's going on and you're going to be asking questions. You're here to learn uh, or learn and, and enjoy. And um you know, and you can take things more at your own pace. If you're on a bus, you're just, you're married to that schedule of the bus. You know, like if you go to Golden Circle, you know, you look, look it up. It might be, it's, they say it's an eight hour, you know, it's an eight hour trip. It doesn't take eight hours to get there, but it takes time to get there. And from there to the next place to the next place, they might stop for lunch, you know, and that, you know, whether or not that's included in your, in your package, that's up to the, each provider, tour provider, um, but, like I said, if you do private tours and I, I, you call me, I will point you in the right direction. I do private tours. Uh, I specialize in Golden Circle and South Coast and Sniiffelssnest. Uh, Nest is this if you're if you're watching this on YouTube, there's a map behind me, and I'm pointing at the Sniiffelss Nest peninsula, and we're on this on this peninsula down here. Uh, the Reykjanes Peninsula, and then that little red dot right there is Reykjavik, so so if you're just listening to this on the podcast, check me out on YouTube and you can see what I was pointing at, and I'm from here, I'm just gonna say, you know, uh, thank you for listening, thank you for your support, please continue to send emails, send questions um, and call me if you want to do a one on one and I can and we can help you plan your trip. And, uh, don't forget to check out the content that I have on YouTube. It's just at Iceland's best, youtube.com forward slash at Iceland's best. You know how that works. Uh, same thing with Instagram. It's just called Iceland's best. So if you just type in at Iceland's best in your browser, you're going to get a link to Instagram. You're going to get a link to YouTube. And so check all that out. Subscribe, follow, support it. If you like, if you like this, support it. And, um, Reach out, absolutely reach out. And I'm just going to say, don't forget, tell a friend that you have a friend in Iceland.